ParkPal is a companion iPhone app for trips to Disneyland Paris. You can check live attraction wait times, find out schedules for shows, character meet and greets, and parades. You can see restaurant opening hours, menus, and prices, and you can scan in your fast passes and set reminder alerts. ParkPal is available for free from the App Store. Action! Welcome to Torn Stubbs, the trash movie podcast with me, Robert Gershenson, photographer and creative director of Trash, which can be found at movetotrash.co.uk. And Joshua Winning, the greatest film reviewer you have never heard of. I've heard of you. And we're going to the movies. In this episode, we're going to revisit a film that had its cinema release very recently and see if we feel different to how we did when we first saw it. The Neon Demon is a 2016 psychological horror directed by Nicholas Winding Refn and stars Elle Fanning as an aspiring model in Los Angeles whose youth and beauty make a whole host of fellow models very uneasy and jealous and the industry eventually eats her up and spits her out. Nice. When I first saw this film, I was, I was really eager to see it because I loved Drive. I remember seeing Drive, I think... I think I had left university because I went back to university as a mature student. Um, oh my. I'd left university for the day and I took, this, I took myself off to see this on my own and I fucking loved Drive, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Loved Drive. I thought, here's a fresh voice in cinema. Someone who clearly cares about tying the visuals to the narrative and having them equal. Neither one was more important than the other. It was a really balanced, good-looking, well-constructed film and a really original fresh voice and violent as fuck violent as fuck but beautifully violent beautifully brutal yeah then i went back and watched bronson Mm -hmm. and that became my favorite of his movies i thought that was that was like theater in film but never forgetting its filmic um origins Mm -hmm. so i was really excited and really eager to see the neon demon because of what i just said and I was really disappointed yeah, because I felt that he'd got to a stage in his career where he could have done anything and he chose to almost betray what he was known for. He let the visuals completely overtake this film. It has no heart. It has no soul. It has zero character development. It was boring as fuck. I could, I definitely can see that, but I also can see the genius of all those things that you've just mentioned. The fact that it is soulless, it's heartless, it's in completely about visuals and imagery. Like that's what the film is about. It's a study in in Hollywood glamour and how vacuous and and empty it can be. Um, and I, I, I actually feel I'm very fifty fifty about this film. I thought for the first maybe. 45 minutes to an hour I was gripped I thought it was really interesting it's very urban fairy tale Alice in Wonderland you know young girl gets sucked into this strange terrifying world um, and you're really afraid for what's going to happen to her but then as soon as she kind of becomes this bad Sandy like as soon as she puts on her leather or whatever <laughs> yeah. it suddenly becomes way bad less interesting Sandy. and and it just kind of it's like kind of a downhill uh, you know climb no, that's not right. Decline? <laughs> it's kind of a downhill slope, I guess, to the finale. Um, yeah, so 
Yeah, it's definitely a study in like savage beauty. And... But there's no better ways of doing that. Like Ugly Betty did it better. <laughs> and that was TV. Yeah. The Devil Wears Prada did it 10 years ago. But that's not what Nicholas Winding Refn wanted to do. He wanted to create an art house picture that was all about the visuals and the gloss and the glamour. And he wasn't really interested in the characters, to be honest. Um, and and I think that's why it's so... That's kind of the point. <sighs> but it's a shame. Because, you, you know, you can have all the best visuals in the world. But if your film doesn't connect with an audience member and the audience member is bored they're not going to want to stay to watch the film. It was a real slog to get through in the cinema. I had to watch it in three parts this week just because I was able to stop and just go do something else. I I know what you mean. So I, when I first saw it in the cinema, I really liked the first half and and I found the, first, the second half really disappointing. Um, and then when I rewatched it, I actually, because I knew the second half was going to be disappointing, I felt... A lot more positive about the film in general overall i actually we i'd actually forgotten spoiler alert that l fanning died in yeah the Demon. <laughs> so uh when she got pushed off the the edge of the pool i was like what i'm completely forgotten and then the last 20 minutes of the film is really audacious so it's kind of almost psycho-esque the last 20 minutes of the film don't have her in it yeah and that's that's when the film decides to go full-on horror it's kind of been it's kind of been teasing is this a horror film like when the film came out i remember when we were deciding if we were going to cover it in SFX magazine, um, we weren't sure if it was a horror film, if it was supernatural, or if it was just about bitches in Hollywood. Um, and it, towards the end, decides to go full-on genre. Just about. Yeah, I mean... Just it, about. I mean, it could just smidgen in there, just about. Yeah. Yeah, she vomits up an eyeball. That's, yeah. Which is that's not enough. It's impossible, but it, you know... So did you feature it in SFX? We did, yeah. And it was it was it was deemed just enough on the right side of supernatural kind of yeah. Let's talk about Elle Fanning. Mm. Sixteen I, when she actually shot the film, so she was that age. I don't think I'm aware of her. You're not aware of Elle Fanning? No, I don't have think you seen I Super am. Eight? <laughs> yeah, the J.J. Abrams film. Yeah, she was yeah. the girl in it. Oh fuck! That was like ten years ago. She's. She's like, she's got 56 credits to her name and she's still only... She's been working since before she came well, out the womb. Not even, she's 20 at the moment, I think. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, she's been acting since she was very, very young. She was one of the voices... Well, her first role was voicing the English version of My Neighbour Totoro. Um, and from there, she's just worked... But what's she been like in crazy. recently, apart from this? Uh, she was in Maleficent. Is that how you say it? Uh, she's in The Beguiled, which... Oh, I think, is oh that yeah, yeah, the fucking Beguiled. I haven't actually seen that yet. Um, uh, don't was... it's a waste of time <laughs> maybe we'll feature well we'll probably feature it next year uh, well, exactly, maybe if I yeah. feel different about it but I hated that film um, has she got has she got brothers has she got sisters to act she got Dakota Fanning yeah okay so maybe I get confused it's like the Colkins. you get confused between the Colkins, <laughs> yeah. don't you um, in terms of characterisation there isn't any no the biggest characterisation that happens is that suddenly they turn into cannibals um, well, the biggest change actually is that she suddenly turns into a massive bitch and tells her boyfriend to bugger off. Uh, yeah, but not like so. nothing major. She's just like everyone. They're, so they're not jealous. They're, I'm not jealous of them. They're all jealous of me. It's like, oh, mm. b- b- I roll big deal. Welcome to the fashion world. Like that guy doesn't know. He wants yeah. to be a photographer. He must have met a couple of fashion people. Is he that naive? Yeah. He met that guy in the restaurant. And he touched his stomach in a weird way. He knows what they're like. So. 
like oh shock horror what 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 next they're gonna tell us that or they don't eat oh really i've never fuck's sake really that that's the big thing in this film bollocks i thought i thought she was great i i i because i did because i've seen a lot of her films she kind of for me came with this baggage of being a young actress in hollywood and i kind of felt quite protective towards her and i i remember first watching it feeling very nervous about her being sexualized um because she's only 16 and that whole scene where she's being told to take her clothes off by the photographer i was and then I, he starts rubbing gold all over her yeah which is it's a fantastic visual metaphor because she's she's untouched and he's touching her and leaving a mark on her mm. it's a great metaphor um but yeah I, I did feel extremely protective towards her and i think that's why the first part of the film i feel is stronger um because you know she's a young actress working in hollywood and there's a there's a kind of a symbiosis between real life and fiction um but as soon as she goes bad and she's not actually as convincing bad um because Elle fanning is an incredibly sweet actress it's um, as convincing as um olivia newton john <laughs> exactly turning Bad's into yeah, tell me about it stud <laughs> yeah this is just such an odd film and i i'm i'm really glad that there is something this odd out there you know, the I, whole I, thing with the the cougar is it the cougar or some kind of lion yeah the tiger or some shit it's not it's not tiger it's not a tiger it's, like a mountain, <laughs> it's a mountain lion all right okay yeah in like a snow leopard or something it's all really um it's all very me- metaphorical i think they are kind of empty metaphors i don't think they really have they don't really add much they add a bit of flavor to the film um that did nothing to the film I, I like a tiger shot in that room, big deal. I the thing that I hadn't noticed the second time around actually was the whole the triangular motif that runs throughout. Yeah, and it just it's the three triangles, and it just looks like someone wearing a bikini. Like it couldn't be more obvious if you tried. That brings us nicely on to talking about the male gaze. Yeah, as in G A Z E, not G A Y S. This is very much a a male's view of women. It is, because they all look stunning the whole way through. Yeah, even like washing blood off themselves in the shower. It looks like a Radox commercial from the mind of someone who's got an erection for women. This this is not a film directed by a woman. This is a male film directed uh, by a man aimed at men, straight men, who are into fashion and into the female form. It's incredibly fetishistic, is what it is. It's it's heightened... um yeah all the women look stunning and i mean you could you could argue that they look a bit emaciated as well um but they they're very dressed up they're always putting on you know a front whereas the guys you know the boyfriend wears a tatty t-shirt keanu reeves hello keanu reeves in this is in this <laughs> film um he's wearing just like a lumberjack shirt or something um yeah it, but but it that's what the film is about as well is this performance of femininity and female beauty um so i i can understand that and it's you could argue either side of the exploitation nature of it um it was interesting that when Elle fanning had to take her clothes off it wasn't um you know he changed the shot so it was it it kind of preserved some shoulders up essentially it was a headshot it preserved her dignity you might say is that because you can't go around filming 16 year old well, i mean that's probably breasts that's or, probably the real reason why yeah um, i would imagine i mean he's european so he's very very laid back yeah he doesn't say action he says let's fuck <laughs> and he he said something similar on bbc breakfast and got his hand slapped he's not someone who's 
worried about the censors and worried about the rules. Mm. So I would imagine the fact that he couldn't show her breasts wasn't his decision. I would, yeah, I probably would agree with that actually. Yeah. I was just thinking it's interesting. You could compare this to a single man um, just in terms of like strong visuals, very fashion-y, you know, so Tom Ford obviously did a single man being a fashion designer. Um, And they're very, there are similarities in terms of very striking visual form. Um, But obviously single man has a massive emotional heft to it that this doesn't have. That's, that's exactly it. Mm. In the single man, when, when the the character who I don't ever think I don't think has a name even in the book I don't think he has a name oh, oh no he does it's George what we're talking <laughs> about um, so when George feels when George suddenly feels a bit happy coming out of his depression the the image becomes slightly sa- more saturated mm. almost oversaturated compared to how muted it was before in this it's just neons obviously it's just neons and and sort of reds and purples and blues and neon mm. greens throughout there's no there's no difference there's there's nothing there to distinguish one emotion from the other because there is no fucking emotion <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be in black and white that's yeah. how unemotional this movie is it's so cold it is so cold and and you could compare it also i guess to la la land which is also about a young woman trying to make it in hollywood and being chewed up and spat out emotionally, I guess. Um, I don't and- think I've ever said this before, but I'd rather watch La La Land uh- than the Neon <laughs> Demon. I hated La La Land. I'm not a big fan of La La Land, <laughs> but I know that with a lot of people, it did have a real emotional resonance to it. Yeah, it was like perfect Sunday afternoon viewing for mm. mums and dads. Mm. That's La La Land. Mm. Um, let's talk about Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, I think in this film, these are the, these are the perfect roles for him. He comes in, he does the bare minimum because that's that's what he's able to do. And then he leaves and you feel, oh, that was a really good performance from Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with this, he's great. He just plays kind of this uh, slightly pervy... Um, Arsehole who owns motel the owner, motel, yeah. yeah. And he, he kind of, he's uh, violent and mean and uh, just generally not a nice piece of work. Well, we never see him... We never seen perform any violence, but well, he kind of slams a door open, and there's a threat of violence. Yeah, so he it's very it's very much below the surface. Like the mm. threat is there; he could become quite yeah. violent. But he plays that really well. He yeah, plays he's great in it. A cameo is perfect for him. I'd like to see mm. more cameos, less things like um, what was Eli Roth one that he did? Oh, um, knock knock, knock knock. Yeah, maybe we'll come on to knock knock in a in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> in another life maybe you could do sure. two hours on knock knock yeah um the thing that going back to like the visuals of this film i think the thing that i loved about the, this is that it is it is gorgeous to look at it's glitzy it's dazzling but it's not in a way it's not in a baz lerman way so the great gatsby baz lerman i think it was 2013 14 i can't remember i hated that film because um yes the great gatsby was about this kind of great wealth during the depression or just coming up to depression but it felt so so ridiculously over the top whereas with the neon demon the 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 beauty and the glitz it feels seductive and it feels dangerous it's kind of it's a bit de palma-esque it's 
it's kind of heightened reality it's not real mm. you're seeing it through Elle Fanning's eyes um and it's it's almost it's like it's like a horror movie version of showgirls it's like you know girl girl tries to make it big get sucked into these this catty kind of world and get spat back out again it's got an all-female cast i feel that's quite a positive aspect of this film do you do you agree oh absolutely yeah it's great it's just a shame that it's not necessarily a, a very good movie <laughs> i think that i think we shouldn't really we shouldn't confuse having um you know the positivity of a, a female car all, all female cast with um having to protect portray them in a positive way like it is great that it's an all female cast and you know people are people they can be mean and horrible and vacuous and undislikable um and that, that doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or an alien or anything you know so i think it is great that it's an all-female cast nicholas winding Refn chose to focus on women that weren't especially likable and that's fine i think would you rather watch this or the ghostbusters remake i'd rather watch this oh really yeah okay yeah and i think that one of the things I really noticed watching this a second time is that, yes, it's very glossy. Yes, the music is phenomenal. But and the music is the best thing in it, I think. It's just a great synth soundtrack. Um, but the, the, other, the, real, the thing that really struck me was that it uses silence really well as well. So it uses the silence to really build tension. So there's the scene where they're in the nightclub, in the nightclub bathroom. It's all kind of hot pink and a bit weird. And it's total silence. You can't hear any music in the club. And it's the girl, all the older models and the makeup um, lady all kind of prowling around uh, Elle Fanning's character. And it's just really tense. And you kind of feel this like this, this real sense of she's completely out of her depth. He does that quite often, uh, does old Nick. Right. He does it in Drive. Uh-huh. Um, and more so in Only God Forgives. I've not seen that one. It's a very, very quiet movie. Uh-huh. Um, but again, I'd rather watch one of those than this. Yeah. I wouldn't go back and watch this again in a hurry. I think it's the kind of film that you might want to make an art print out of and hang it on your wall. Yeah. Um, but it's not a film to go to if you want, to, you know, it makes Mean Girls look like Saved by the Bell. It's, <laughs> you know, you want to watch Mean Girls really, not Neon Demon. <laughs> So that's The Neon Demon, directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. Join the conversation, guys. Tweet us your thoughts and reviews to at TornStubsPod, even if you're listening to this episode way after we've released it. Also, share the podcast with your friends, family, dogs, cats, budgies, pterodactyls. <laughs> I don't know where else there is. All of them. Those <laughs> velociraptors that can open doors. <laughs> we love a five-star rating. We're off to feed that mountain lion. Until next time, I remain Robert Gershenson. Joshua winning. Cut.